if you're a small business owner that is struggling doing your own bookkeeping, you're struggling with figuring out how to do it, you need to figure out, can you outsource? When is the right time to outsource? How do I even know if the bookkeeper is doing a good job? And you're just struggling in general with the bookkeeping. If that is you, then this is the episode for you. So listen up. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really boring? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from my clients who used to feel this way. They feel overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish they could stop the financial madness. They wanted clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know the call when they had a question and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS. But they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm put them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy to understand financial tips, and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. So dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. Most small business owners really have no desire to do any of their own accounting. Sometimes they do, but honestly, most don't. That's super normal. I hear of it all the time from my own clients. And the question always is like, is this something that I should have somebody else do? Or do I really just need to suffer through this, figure it out and do it on my own? So let's talk through that today. I actually was talking to a client of mine this week. They're a brand new business and they have hired us to do their monthly bookkeeping, their monthly accounting every month. They aren't even, I mean, they had literally just started. And so for them, it made a whole lot more sense to hire us to do it because of the where they're at in their business. But that is not always true. Sometimes it makes sense immediately to just hire someone and have that outsourced, have someone handle it for you and just be done. But sometimes it doesn't. And so what, what does that even look like? And how do you know which one you are if you need to go ahead and hire someone or not? First things first, I will say, If you are a brand new business and you're really struggling to bring in any kind of revenue, you really don't have much in the way of expenses, you don't have very many transactions every month, and you're just trying to get this thing off the ground, you definitely do not need to hire a bookkeeper. That is not an expense that you need to worry about every month. Honestly, the number one thing that you need to be doing every month is getting some sales. So if you really haven't gotten to that point where you're getting some consistent sales and you're really struggling and the business just isn't growing very rapidly at this point, then this really isn't even something that you need to consider on outsourcing. It probably is something that you just need to be tracking in Excel. I mean, in full transparency, if that is you, then an Excel spreadsheet is probably going to be your best friend when it comes to tracking the money that you're bringing in and what your expenses are. If you're to the point where you're getting some consistent revenue or you know you will be soon, then you probably should be outsourcing. The other thing that I see a lot of times is people will say, well, should I outsource or should I hire someone to do my bookkeeping and have them on as a full-time employee? You don't need your own employee as a bookkeeper until you are making well north of a million dollars. I would say even a lot of business owners that are making three and four million dollars a year don't need a full-time bookkeeper. Sometimes you do, depends on how many transactions you have and how many other things are going on with your accounts payable, 
receivable, which is paying vendors or your accounts receivable, which is you billing your customers. If you've got a lot of transactions, then maybe you do at that point, but there's a lot of businesses that even at three or $4 million, it still makes financial sense to outsource and not have a full-time employee. We've got a client right now that they make about two and a half million dollars in revenue every year. And we handle all the reconciliations and coding their transactions, which is the, the bookkeeping piece of things. And we also pay all of their vendors, which is the accounts payable side of things, as well as their receivables, making sure that all the billing goes out. We actually handle all of that. And they pay us a decent amount of money every month. It's not cheap. It's not chump change by any means, but it is significantly cheaper than them having to go out and find a bookkeeper. Number one, they're having to go out and find one that they know is quality. They actually already tried that, which is why they hired us because their, their person that was doing their accounting really messed it all up. And so they hired us because it was really hurting their business because they didn't truly know their numbers and they weren't able to check to make sure that their vendors were being paid. They weren't able to make sure that their customers were being invoiced. And that is no way to operate a business. And so it, it made a lot of sense for them to just hire us. So in a lot of ways, it really doesn't make a lot of sense to have an internal accounting team until you have a pretty decent size business. And then at that point, depending on the details of your business, it might still make sense to outsource until you truly need a team of accountants and people kind of in your back pocket to do the things. Because what you're going to find is that if you hire the right outsourced person to help with these things, that it actually costs you a lot less money. And you know, for a fact, that those things are being done right. So let's take a couple steps back. So if you are that person that you do need to outsource, and you, you know, you're at the point where you have enough revenue expenses that it doesn't make sense for you to do it, or you think it might not. The question you need to ask yourself to take it a little step further is, is me doing the accounting keeping me from growing the business? Because if it's keeping you from growing the business and somebody else needs to be doing it, you need to hire someone to help you with those things. That's really the best litmus test for understanding if it's time is when you doing your own accounting is keeping you from being able to grow in other ways. Because at some point you have to start getting rid of some of the things that are on your list so that you can continue growing the business. And it, I mean, it could be that there's other things too. It could be that maybe doing your own marketing is keeping you from growing your business. What are those things that if you could pay someone, then you could go out and get that much more revenue coming in and grow that much faster. Because if you can get rid of something on your plate, pay someone to do it, and your business will grow that much faster as a result. Let's just say it costs you $500 a month to do your bookkeeping, but you're able to then go out and get two more people that will pay you $1,000 a month. As a result, you can, you have that extra capacity to help those clients, those customers, because you aren't having to do that anymore. Then that makes sense because then you end up with an extra $1,500 a month because you've taken something off of your plate. That's how you have to start thinking as a business owner is what are the things that I'm not that great at that I can do in the short term. I can do as I'm growing, I'm getting to that point because in the beginning, you have a lot of time, you don't have a lot of money. So because in the beginning, you have more time than money, then you do things like this, because that's just kind of where you're at. And frankly, like I've said in previous episodes, you really need to get to the point where you at least have an understanding of what's going on. So that when you do hire someone, you know, if they're doing a good job or not, if you don't know how to do your own accounting, at, at least a basic level, or if you don't know how to do your own marketing or blog writing at a basic level, how in the world are you 
going to go out and hire someone to do those things for you and know that they're doing a good job. I am of the mindset that you really should know how to do everything in your business. And if you will go in and learn how to do everything in your business, then what will end up happening is you will hire people at some point to take those things off of your plate. You'll be able to manage those people more effectively because you know how to do their job better than they do in a lot of ways. And when you know how to do their job as good as, if not better than they do, then you'll be able to tell if they're doing a good job or not. You'll be able to tell if you hired the right person. You'll even be able to tell when you're interviewing them if they are the right person for you. But if you've never done those things, if you've never done your own accounting, you've never done your own marketing, you've never done your own sales, and you're just expecting to hire someone to do those things, when you have no knowledge, then frankly, you're going to get yourself in trouble because someone's going to come in, they're going to say the right things, they're going to say that they can help you with the stuff. And then you're not going to know any better on whether they're doing a good job or not. And it's going to be the to the detriment of your company. That's how you're going to end up messing up to the point where your business is hindered, which is not what you're looking for. And no, you don't have to be an expert in these things. But I would challenge you to start learning some of these things on your own. Find the right person to coach you and learn so that you can make good choices in your business moving forward as you hire and outsource and that sort of thing. So once you get to the point where you are outsourcing and you are hiring someone, at that point, how do you know if they're doing a good job? A couple of things. Number one, you should be getting reports every month. A profit and loss and a balance sheet at a minimum is what you should be getting from your accountant. And you should be able to review those things and they should make sense to you. Most business owners have a pretty good idea of how much money they're bringing in, how much money is going out, and you'll kind of start getting this gut feel for how profitable you are in your business. A lot of people use their bank account as kind of that trigger to know if their bank account's growing and their business is doing well. That's not always the case, but especially when you're starting out and you're a smaller business, then that can be a tool that you use. It doesn't need to be the only tool, but that can be a tool that you use to kind of make sure that you're moving in the right direction. So in addition to the financials that you should be getting from your account every month, then there's a couple of other things. They should be reconciling your bank account every month and your credit card or credit cards. And you can ask for those things. You need to make sure that that they're actually reconciling it. Now, when you look at that, you may not even know what you're looking at. It may not even make sense to you to understand what's going on. I was actually looking at a client's books just the other day. We were doing their tax return. As I was looking at it, it looked weird to me. I could just see that there were some things going on. And so I looked at the reconciliations from the prior months and they had a lot of unclear transactions from the prior prior year. They had a lot of unreconciled transactions from the prior year. As I was looking through that, it didn't make any sense to me because they look like they were bank transfers. Well, bank transfers should clear. That's not something that should be uncleared. The only things that really should be uncleared maybe would be things in December, December, maybe November at the end of the year. And those things would end up clearing into that next year. Maybe some checks, never credit card transactions because those are automatically clear. Never bank transfers because those automatically clear. It just didn't make any sense. And so I started asking questions and realized that when they had done their own accounting, that they had messed up a few things. It wasn't terrible, but those things weren't caught. And so we actually had to go in and correct those for them so that the books were correct. That is a really good way as a business owner to know if your books are right. Get the bank reconciliation from your accountant. Ask them how to find it in QuickBooks so that you can go in and look at those things and make sure that they're reconciling the bank accounts for you and credit cards 
trades for you. And then look to see what is unclear on there. If there are unclear transactions, you need to find out why. Are they not doing a good job? Is there an issue going on? Because there really should almost never be unclear transactions, again, unless you're writing checks. And the only way you're probably going to be writing a check is if you're a larger business. Because most small business owners, you're going to use your credit card or your debit card. Most are not going to write a check. And if they do write a check, then most likely it's going to be for rent or something like that that isn't going to carry over and get lost. It's typically going to be much larger companies that are making five. 10, 20, $50 million every year that are writing checks and they have full-blown like accounts payable departments and things like that. And that is where there's a risk for things not clearing. And that's a whole other topic, but that's not what we're talking about right here. We're talking about small businesses. So that is another litmus test that you can look at to see is your accountant actually doing what they need to be doing and handling your books properly. The other thing I would say is that anytime you see negative numbers on your financials, you need to ask about that. Why is the number negative? Literally, it doesn't matter whether it's the profit and loss or the balance sheet, if there's a negative number, aside from accumulated depreciation, which the only way you would have that is if you have assets, fixed assets, things that have been capitalized, like things that cost more than two or $3,000, most likely. If you have some of those, then you can have negative numbers when it comes to accumulated depreciation on the balance sheet. Honestly, aside from that, you shouldn't have negative numbers anywhere. If you do, ask why. Why is this number here? That doesn't look right to me. Can we figure out what that is and why there's that number there? And they need to have a good answer for you. They aren't sure what it is. They need to go find out because that's their job. And so if they're giving you financials with negative numbers, then most likely they're doing a sloppy job or they may not know what they're doing. And there are other things like honestly, there's so many things I could tell you on ways that you could figure out if someone's doing a good job or not. The last thing I would say probably about that is, is that if you do have someone doing your taxes, you have a CPA, have them look at your books um, at the end of every year and just make sure everything looks good. And then that way you're at least having two people look at your books to make sure that it all looks okay. If the person doing your bookkeeping is the person doing your taxes, then obviously you can't do that. But it never hurts to have a second set of eyes just to make sure it looks okay. And honestly, Honestly, if all the CPA is doing is reviewing the books to make sure it all looks okay, the cost should be minimal. Shouldn't be that big of a deal for them to just take a look and give you some feedback. And um, so you can kind of keep that in your back pocket as well. And then the last thing I would say is that sometimes I have people ask me like, can my husband do my bookkeeping for me? Is it something that I can have him do? Or can I have my wife do my bookkeeping for me? And is that something that makes sense? Like I can pay them, I can have a deduction on payroll and that sort of thing. Um, and then that way they're actually able to draw a check for my business also. That is okay. You can definitely have your spouse do it. If they are more of a numbers person than you are, then that's probably not a bad idea. Like in my own relationship, my husband is not really the numbers person. He is not, I would say, and, and you, he would literally say this if you asked him. Since we've been married, his financial picture has improved because of our relationship because I am the numbers person. Obviously I'm a CPA, I have this podcast, I have a CPA firm. That is not him. He is not the numbers person. So if he ever had a business, I would be doing his accounting for him. And so many times that's how my clients are as well. They marry someone who is not the same as they are. Obviously everyone's different and opposites attract. So if your spouse is able to do the bookkeeping, the accounting for you, then I think that's great. That's a really good thing because there's probably no one else you can trust more than your spouse if they really do a good job. And you'll at least know that things are be being taken care of the way that they should be. And if you do hire your spouse, if it is your spouse that is doing your accounting for you, then 
you can leverage that to get some additional deductions as well. You know, maybe once a month, you and your spouse go and have lunch or have dinner and you go through the financials, you kind of do a business meeting of sorts to discuss what the financials look like. You can ask questions, you can talk about them and really kind of know what did last month look like? How does that compare with the the prior year, how does it compare with the rest of the year so far? And really just talk through those things. And that ends up being a deduction that that meal can be written off and that creates another deduction. Maybe it's a a meal that you might've done regardless, but you're able to then turn it into a business meeting. And now all of a sudden you have a write off. Now you do want that discussion to be primarily about the business. It can't just be a quick two minute conversation and then you're writing off the meal. You know, it does need to be a substantial part of that conversation, but you're turning things like that in your life that you do, it's a normal part of your week, your month, your year, and you're creating tax deductions legitimately that can help you overall also. Just make sure when you do something like that, that you do keep your receipts. I've talked about this in another episode where you're tracking everything properly. Keep the receipt, write who was there, write your name, write your husband's name, the topic, which was a business meeting related to your monthly financials or whatever that looks like. Write those things on there so that if you're ever audited, you have proof that it wasn't just a meal where y'all went out to eat and it had nothing to do with business. So I hope this has been helpful. I think that this is just, this is a really big area that people struggle with and just knowing that their bookkeeping and their monthly accounting is being handled properly. So I hope that these tidbits have helped you have a better idea of what to look for when the time is right to hire a bookkeeper and be able to make that choice confidently. So if this has blessed you, I would love it if you would share this podcast with a friend, let them know that maybe the struggle that they're having too is related to bookkeeping that this podcast is for them. Shoot them a text, send it over to them and bless them as well. And then if you would go to the show notes, I have an email address there. Shoot me an email. Let me know what questions you have. If there's something specific that you are curious about and you would love for me to discuss, I would love to answer it. So shoot me an email. And then lastly, I would tell you to leave me a five-star review. It helps me so much. You have no idea how much it helps me when you go leave me a five-star review. Give me feedback on the show. It helps the algorithm to reach more people, which is really what my heart is to help more people understand small business finance, to get rid of that confusion, <laughs> really end the confusion that has to do with money and finances in your business altogether. And so if we can reach more people, that would be so amazing. So if you would go leave me a review, I would appreciate that so much. And I really cannot wait until next time to share more information and more ways on how to end the confusion and increase your clarity in your business finances. Until then. Thank you.